You're listening to the Straight Up Saints Podcast. What's going on, guys? Welcome back inside another edition of the Straight Up Saints Podcast. It's your host, Chris Rosvogel. If you haven't already, make sure to follow me on Twitter at Rosvogel Report and rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. And the Saints lose yet another game, back-to-back losses for a team that started off 10-2, and now 10-4. and Um... Still a very good shot at getting a high seed in the playoffs. Probably not a bye week now because it looks like the Packers will get the one seed. And we'll talk about all that. So with Saints-Chiefs in a potential quote-unquote Super Bowl preview to, I would say, one of the most legendary quarterbacks of all time in Drew Brees. And then you have a guy in Patrick Mahomes who's on his way to probably shattering every record known to man. Um, The guy is just flat-out phenomenal. Uh, and we'll talk about Mahomes and what he was able to do because he had some really spectacular plays. He he lived up to the hype as he always does. And Saints fans are going to be frustrated about this game and they're going to look at the scoreboard and say it was 32 to 29 and they had a shot and one play here, one play there. It's a yes and no type thing. It's a weird game where, look, there are times to be frustrated about a Saints lost. There, there are absolutely times. You can be frustrated about the Packers loss, the Raiders loss. Heck, you could be frustrated about last week's loss to an Eagles team that isn't very good. Um, I am not going to get really frustrated over a loss to the defending Super Bowl champions who have lost one game in the year 2020. One game, it was to the Raiders. You check last year's playoffs, you check this year's regular season, they lost one game during that span. So I'm not going to get all caught up in losing to the Chiefs, but there are serious issues that need to be addressed about the Saints team because you always have to think big picture. Like, you don't want to get caught up in just the one-week thing. You always want to think about what can this team do because we say it every single week. It's about January. The regular season wins are great, and I will absolutely take the playoffs over no playoffs. Regardless of the result, what it is in the playoffs, you would take that over not making the playoffs at all. So let's get that out. Let's get that out of the way. This team, though, when you watch them, because they've been so good in the regular season the last four years, what you're thinking at any moment, and if you don't think this way, I think you're lying to yourself, or at least you're lying to me, is you have to be thinking Lombardi. And if you're not thinking Lombardi, then... I don't know. I mean, this team is so talented. That's what you'd be thinking. But there are some things I want to address from this loss. But let me get this really quick thing out of the way because I saw some debating on Twitter and I gave my thought about it once, twice, maybe three times. I think I tweeted the same thing three fucking times. I said the defense did its job. And I had some people say, well, if you look at the scoreboard, Chris, they gave up 32 points. I don't give a shit what the scoreboard says. The defense did its job. And what I mean by that is, Look at the time of possession. Look at the first half, how long the Chiefs had the ball for. And then you come to me and look at me with a straight face and tell me that the defense didn't do its job. In the first half, the Chiefs had the ball for about, I don't know, what, what is it, 30 minutes of a first half? They had the ball for about 20-something, and they scored 14 points. And you might think that's bad. I think that's good, especially when you consider a Drew Brees interception that got the Chiefs inside Saints territory off the jump. So really, you spotted them seven. So I thought they played well there. The pass rush, the front four was hitting home almost every play. Mahomes got sacked four times, had a fumble, could have had a second one if it was uh, challenged. But you know what? The referees in this game, they were pretty skeptical. Um, I- I'm not sure it would have got overturned. But the defense did its job, okay? They got home. They didn't get beat by Tyree Kill. He only had uh, six catches for 53 yards in the touchdown. That's not a crazy game. You want to see a crazy game? Go see what he did to the Buccaneers. So I thought the defense did its job. Um, and the defense was doing its job, by the way, with guys in and out. I mean, you had Cam Jordan get a which I will definitely discuss later. 
You have Trey Hendrickson getting injured. You have Marcus Williams getting injured. The defense fought really hard. I'm proud of this defense. And I'm not one of those moral victory people. I think moral victories is the dumbest thing. Moral victories, I think, are okay for teams with, like, rookie quarterbacks. Like, the Chargers lose, but Justin Herbert looks really good. Moral victory, take it. This Saints team, there are no moral victories. A loss is a loss. So you get pissed about that. But I thought the defense did its job. And a lot of people are arguing about it. I don't think there should be an argument. I'm really happy with the way this defense played. Because I was wondering if this defense would be able to stop the Chiefs at all. And there was a lot of times where they were able to do that. The Chiefs punted way more times than people thought they would. If I told you that the Chiefs would have punted six times, you'd probably have been like, eh, I don't know about that. That's a little, seems a little off to me. They punted six times. And frankly, they probably should have punted a little bit more. And Mahomes just pulled something out of his ass because he's that good. And he's probably the only quarterback who would pull some things that he does. And the one in particular is that play where he's getting rushed and he just scoots out of the way. Cam Jordan's ankles break on a juke. He throws it downfield for about 20, 25 yards. So I'm really not that worried about this defense at all. I think they're still playing good football. More so worried about the injuries, but we'll discuss that in a little bit. Now let's talk about the offense because that is a discussion in itself. And that's the biggest takeaway from this game. There are two problems with this offense. One, nobody's healthy. And two, the play calling makes no sense sometimes. And the second one is more frustrating because the first one you can't control. You can't control injuries. I don't care what you try to say. I don't care if you tell me some guy heals faster. I don't care if you say someone's injury prone. You can't control injuries. What you can control are the plays that you run. And the plays that you run, frankly, made no sense today. So let's talk about this offense. Let's talk about the injuries. Michael Thomas is on IR. You know he's not playing. Deontay Harris is on IR. Marquez Callaway is on IR. So that's three of your top five receivers on IR. Traquan Smith hurts his ankle. He's out of the game. There's your fourth receiver. Now he's out. So it's Emmanuel Sanders, Tommy Lee Lewis, Lil Jordan Humphrey, and Juwan Johnson. You probably thought I made up the middle name. You probably said, who the hell did Chris just say, Lil Jordan Humphrey? No, he's a legit player. He's a practice squad player, but he was playing for the Saints today. They had three guys in Lewis, Humphrey, Johnson that should never see a football field in the NFL, at least right now, especially for Jawan Johnson and Humphrey. Tommy Lee Lewis, send him to the CFL, get him the hell out of here. They're on the football field playing significant snaps in critical pass situations. And the world couldn't wait to rip on Drew Brees. And Drew was bad for most of this game. But what are you supposed to do with three receivers who can't create separation? What are you supposed to do? There comes a point where you can only do much, do so much. And when you don't have the receiving talent to get open, I guess my next thing would be, all right, maybe we should get the ball in Alvin Kamara's hands. That guy's pretty damn good. Well, he only had 11 carries for 54 yards and three catches for 40 yards, and yet finished with 94 uh, scrimmage yards and a touchdown. Why is he not getting the ball more than 14 times? That's what I need to know. And I'm not one of those people who criticizes Sean Payton. I think Sean Payton's great. I think people are delusional when it comes to just blaming him for everything. But for this particular game, I do wonder why Alvin Kamara wasn't more involved. It makes no sense to me. The Chiefs had no answer for him. They had no answer for him for as, as a pass catcher. They had no answers for him as a running back. And he had five yards per carry. So you think you'd run the football more. They didn't do that at all. And their leading receiver was Emmanuel Sanders, who 76 yards, 51 of them came on one play. Heck of a throw by Breeze. Don't know where the hell it came from. Maybe 2009. Who knows? That's it. So there were so many issues with this offense. But the big thing for me was the wide receivers got no separation. And Drew Brees was rusty. Drew Brees looked like a guy who fractured 11 ribs four weeks ago. And it showed. 
And he had some moments, especially late in the game when they had that final drive. I thought Drew looked sharp, had a nice play to Jared Cook, had a couple nice throws to Emmanuel Sanders, and then topped it off with a beautiful touchdown pass to little Jordan Humphrey. Can't believe that happened, but it did. And Drew had moments. And you look at the stat line, you're like, okay, 234, three touchdowns a pick. It don't look bad. But then you look and you're like 15 of 34, and that never happens for Drew. Never, And it probably never will happen again for Drew. Like, he's that accurate. There was no one open. When Drew can't hit a guy because you're not open, you know that's a problem. And Drew missed throws early because he was hesitant, and he was not good. The first half, not good. Second half, no one was open. And even when they were possibly open, nothing was working. And the, the one guy who confuses me the most, and I tweet about him, and I, I try not to bank on it too much and just hammer away at it because I, I think he's a good player, but I can't understand Jared Cook. I can't understand Jared Cook because one play, he'll make a great catch over the middle of the field. The next play, he's not reading the coverage right, and Drew's throwing a ball where Jared Cook is. And, and I'm sorry if I had to pick sides between Drew Brees and Jared Cook as to who knows where that ball should be going. I'm going to side with the quarterback. But that's just me. So I, I'm really confused as to why the Saints didn't go more Kamara and Latavius Murray. Four carries for Murray, 11 for Kamara. Didn't run the football enough. And... Sean's going to tell you, well, we didn't convert on third down. And that is absolutely right. Sean's not wrong. But they didn't use their best player in a really important game. And that, that for me, just confuses the hell out of me. Really confuses me. Especially when you knew. You knew that you didn't have good receivers out there. And you can't tell me that Traquan Smith's injury, like, threw everything out into flux. Like, you had Tommy Lee Lewis out on the field. You had little George Humphrey running routes. You had Jawan Johnson running a double move and a go route. Like, what did you expect? And my, the funniest thing for me, and I, I laugh at this all the time on Twitter, and sometimes I get annoyed, but today was one of those days where I'm like, you know what, just got to take Twitter for what it is. If you were one of those people who watched this game, you're like, oh, man, maybe Drew doesn't have it anymore. It's like, okay, I thought he was bad. I, I absolutely thought he was bad, and I said multiple times he did not look comfortable. He looked rusty. Taysom Hill and James Winston going to make magic happen with this receiving corpse the way it is? I don't see it. And if Kenny Stills is not signed by Friday's game against the Vikings, I don't know what the Saints are doing. Because I can tell you from now, Tommy Lee Lewis, he's not getting open. Jawan Johnson, he's not getting open. Little Jordan Humphrey, I don't care that he got a touchdown, he's not getting open. Drew Brees literally threw it into a window that was pretty tight, and it was a good catch, good contested catch by Little Jordan Humphrey. But these guys... Can't rely on them late in the season when you're trying to get momentum. And now you lost two in a row with two games left. And it's interesting. Very interesting. The Saints are in a weird spot right now. Um, but again, when you don't have wide receivers that are separating, when your quarterback just came back from 11 fracture ribs, like this game plan just made no sense to me. And I was one of those people, and I said, when Drew says he's ready and he's cleared, you play him. And Drew made some throws, some throws, because got to stress some because he only completed 15 passes that were good. And then some plays, I didn't know what the hell he was doing. So, it's a 50-50 thing. I think it's laughable that people who were shitting on Taysom Hill last week were like, oh, we got to get Taysom Hill in the game this week. Don't play that flip-flop. If you were one of those people who wanted Taysom in the whole time, good for you. I respect that. And if you're one of those people who wanted Drew Brees the whole time, also respect it. But if you're one of those people who last week were asking for Drew to come back and save this offense, and now we're saying, oh, we might have to go back to Taysom Hill, it's the funniest thing in the world. One, it's not happening. And two, it makes no fucking sense. It, it makes no sense at all. So... That was just a little rant about this offense because it's one thing to be outmanned. It's another when you don't understand what the play calls are because they just don't make sense to me. They don't. I just don't get it. 
But let's keep talking uh, about a couple of other things in this game that really stood out. And one of them was the Anzalone missed touchdown. So Saints punt it, end of the first half. And I believe it was Robinson on the punt return. I would have fair caught it and just gone to the half. He decides to try and make something out of nothing. Instead, he fumbles. Ball goes flying into the end zone for Kansas City. Anzalone can't really pump down the brakes. Falls on the ball, but ends up falling with the ball out of bounds. Kind of just pushes it out there. Could have been a touchdown. Ends up being a safety. Then you look at the scoreboard, and the Saints lose by three. And if he got the touchdown, it would have been five extra points. Funny how that works. I am not blaming this loss on Anzalone. I think anyone who blames this loss on Anzalone is out of their mind. But missed opportunities against the Chiefs will come back to bite you in the ass. And the one thing, when I gave my three keys to victory earlier in the week, one of the keys was you need to capitalize on Kansas City's mistakes. And Kansas City made a huge mistake there. And the Saints didn't make them pay the price. Two points is nice. Don't get me wrong. Two points is better than no points. Absolutely. But you didn't make Kansas City pay. Could you imagine the Saints who were playing so bad in the first half on offense and special teams somehow come away tied at the half? It would have been huge for your morale. And I'm not saying that leads to a win. Not at all. Because you still think Mahomes is going to make some magic, which he did in the second half. But... When a team of that stature makes a mistake, you have to capitalize. And this doesn't just go for Kansas City. This goes for any team you're going to face in the playoffs. Whether it's the Cardinals, the Buccaneers, the Vikings, the Bears, the, the Seahawks, the Rams, whoever you face in wildcard weekend, if they make a mistake, you got to make them pay. And they're not doing that, which is really, really odd um, and unfortunate. So that's something that I wanted to address in this game. Another thing I want to address, Cam Jordan, getting ejected. Can't happen. He tweeted about it, and I kind of for once, didn't get mad at Cam Jordan's tweets. I usually can't stand his tweets. I'm not going to lie, guys. I think sometimes he pulls out this bullshit where he blames the fans as if we're the ones playing the game, uh, and I don't really really mess with that, but his tweet about the ejection, I respect it. I was pretty much okay with what he said. I, I didn't think he said anything wrong, um, and I'll pull it up real quick so I can read it for you guys if you guys haven't checked it out. Um, but Cam Jordan goes, no excuses, no matter how I feel about it, an ejectable uh, an ejectable offense was the outcome. I hurt the squad, and in the fourth quarter of a crucial drive, that's on me. This loss is on me. Can't happen. Whatever the correction, I will be better. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that response. I I, I would have been so pissed if he pulled the bullshit, which, oh, don't switch on us now and stuff like that, but no. I'm okay with that response. I absolutely am. Um, but let me tell you something that really bothers me about the ejection because there's two parts to me. There's a side of me that says Cam Jordan, the captain, cannot get ejected for throwing a punch, and I absolutely think that needs to be said because when you are Cam Jordan, you're too valuable to your team. Uh, and a lot of people are going to say, oh, well, Cam's not having a good season. Maybe not. By his standards, he's not having a good season. But Cam Jordan's still a very valuable player, especially with what he's able to do in the run game. And not having him for the fourth quarter was big. You saw the next play, the Chiefs literally ran to his side, and they scored. So the proof was in the pudding. But at the other time, at the other hand, excuse me, Cam Jordan was getting pulled on the entire game by a third-string right tackle, and you're telling me that not one holding penalty was called on that third-string right tackle, and on the particular play in which Cam Jordan threw a punch, the right tackle for the Chiefs was literally yanking at his jersey nonstop to the point where he might as well have just ripped it off, Cam, because that's where it seemed like he was heading. So, because you didn't call the holding, Cam got frustrated, and instead he gets ejected. It's the most ass-backwards thing I've ever seen, so because the refs don't do their job... The guy gets frustrated, and he does throw a punch. People are going to say it wasn't a punch. It was a punch, but it was like a get off me or get the fuck off or whatever the hell you want to call it. It wasn't really an aggressive punch. It was kind of like just like, dude, back the fuck off. And yet, he gets ejected because the refs don't even see the hole that was there in the first place. 
it's frustrating. It's super, super frustrating. And John Sigler brought it up. He, he, he had a great tweet. I, I responded to him, 10 out of 10 tweet. The Chiefs were flagged for offensive holding 20 times coming into this weekend. They weren't flagged for holding once in that game, I don't believe. They were flagged for a block, in, uh, I think a block in the back, but they were not flagged for offensive holding. And you can't tell me that they cleaned it up for this weekend. They were missing offensive linemen. And you're telling me they cleaned it up? All right, NFL. That's fine. And I'm not one of those people to blame the refs. I, I actually thought the refs kind of were almost even in terms of penalties um, at a certain juncture. But the problem I had with that officiating crew more than anything was they were so trigger happy. I mean, we got to a point where this game didn't end. I mean, the Jets game ended when the Saints were like in the third quarter. Like that that's how long this game took because of the penalty. So like refs have to get their act together. And this ref was the weirdest looking motherfucker I've ever seen in my life. He was this, you know, I, I don't know if you guys have seen Lilo and Stitch, but there's this green skinny character like Pleakley or whatever the hell his name is. That's what this ref looked like. like the weirdest guy I've ever seen in my life. I hope to God I never seen him ref another Saints game because I thought he was absolute dog shit. Um, and this is not why the Saints lost. The Saints did not lose because of the refs. The Saints lost because they played a better team, a healthier team, and a team that played offense. The Saints didn't play offense on Sunday, and that's why they lost. So uh, I'm not blaming the refs, but the Cam Jordan incident is just so weird because if you do your job, the player doesn't get to that point where he gets frustrated, but you didn't do your job. And that's what happens. And yet he pays the price and the refs never get asked about their bullshit, but it is what it is. So I want to continue guys. I want to talk about Marcus Williams. He got injured ankle injury. Ian Rappaport has the latest. He said it's a low ankle sprain. He'll have tests tomorrow, but it doesn't appear to be too serious. That's a huge win for the saints. Can't believe I, have to say that because it's an ankle sprain and that sucks, but that's a huge win for the Saints. That injury did not look good, and Marcus was having a hell of a game. A couple big hits over the middle, should have had an interception. And I think if he doesn't sprain his ankle, he catches the ball. I'd have to imagine when you sprain your ankle, you're probably thinking about that injury at the moment, and the football just kind of lose your grip on it. So I'm not going to blame for that drop pick. If they have him back for the playoffs, which I would assume they would if this test holds up, so this needs to be a low ankle sprain. He's not going to play Christmas Day, in my opinion. That's a five day gap, too close to call. Let him sit that one out. Maybe he plays week 17. If not, he plays for the playoffs. And he's been looking pretty good of late. The fact that they'll have him for the playoffs, if, if this holds up, is big. Because Marcus is a good player. I don't care what anyone has to say, including what I have to say. Because sometimes I'm critical of this dude. But when he's on and he's playing on his, on his game, very good safety. And he's been on his game for the last couple weeks. So the Saints are going to need him absolutely if they're going to make a run in the playoffs. So just wanted to update you guys on Marcus Williams. I don't have an update on Trey Hendrickson, unfortunately. Um, I've asked around. I haven't gotten any word back yet. Uh, hopefully it's not major because Trey Hendrickson is a bad, bad man. And, and Trey Hendrickson was so good this afternoon that it got to the point where like he was literally pointing at Chiefs defenders like, all right, you're going down next. Like that's how good he was. He was that good where it's like, all right, you're up. And he had two sacks today, um, a fumble forced. He was in the backfield all day just, just harassing Mahomes. So you need him back because when you have Mahomes, when you have, excuse me, Mahomes, when you have Jordan, uh, Hendrickson, Davenport, and Granderson, that four, that's a really good um, a really good group of guys to have getting after the quarterback. So hopefully Hendrickson's okay. Now, before I end up wrapping up, some final thoughts I want to talk about the Saints and get to your Twitter questions. So let's get to those questions, see what you guys have for me. I know there's a lot of questions after this game because things aren't great when the Saints lose. Um, I can tell you from Twitter, when the Saints win, I don't really get asked too many questions, which makes sense. And everyone's pretty happy when they lose. Everyone's miserable. And I get it. This is two straight weeks now where we're like miserable because they lost. Um, but anyway, let's get to these questions. See what you guys have. First question. Do you blame the offensive struggles more on Drew being rusty, the wideouts being hurt, or the dumb play calls of not getting Kamara involved or all combined? 
all combined. Uh, literally all. Drew was rusty. Wide receivers got no separation. Kamara wasn't used enough. Not a good recipe. Horrible recipe, um, if you ask me. Are there concerns if Breeze can take us to the playoffs after today's performance? Why does Kamara get more? Why doesn't Kamara get more receptions, by the way? Um, Kamara, I think I can't answer. I have no answer for that. I wish I did, guys. I don't know why he wasn't used more. Um, Saints were also looking downfield a lot. At least Breeze was at some points in the game because they reached the point where they had to push the ball. Um, so I get when you take that check down element out of your offense, but he needs to be used more. As for Breeze, I'm going to say this about it. I don't think he's ever going to be 100% at any point this season. I think when you have 11 fractured ribs and a collapsed lung, there's just like not enough time to be 100% if you come back in four weeks. But what I would say about Drew is I see enough from Drew and I trust Drew enough that I think he's going to get it right. And I'm not saying they're going to win a Super Bowl. I'm not saying they're going to win a playoff game. I'm saying that Drew is going to get it right to the point where you're not even going to ask a question as for who should be starting when the playoffs come around. That's what I mean. And I think he'll do that. And and I think Drew, the issue with this one, more than anything, is he didn't have any security blankets. He, he, he didn't have Michael Thomas on third down when he wants to throw to him. He didn't have Traquan Smith over the middle. He didn't have Deontay Harris's speed where he could kind of just dump it off and hope Deontay does most of the work. He didn't have that. He didn't have any of those three elements. Didn't even have He didn't even have Callaway, who he was gaining pretty good chemistry with until the rib injury. So a lot of factors into why Drew didn't play well. And Drew just also doesn't play well either. Like timing was off. And that's a thing. Like you don't play for four weeks, your timing is going to be off. I'm not worried. If he plays bad against the Vikings, maybe we could revisit this discussion and talk about it. But I'm not too worried yet. Will Patrick Mahomes have a better career than Drew Brees? Uh, yeah, I think so. I know people are going to get mad about that answer. I think Mahomes is so damn good. And I think the one thing, and I, Brees is always going to be my guy. I don't think I'll like an athlete more than I like Drew Brees. The thing about Mahomes that really helps him out, and besides the fact that he's just so damn talented, he's in a really perfect spot. Like, can you find a more perfect situation than having Andy Reid as your play caller, your offensive coordinator's Eric Bieniemy, you have Travis Kelsey as a tight end who's going to be a Hall of Famer, you have Tyreek Kill who, if he stays out of trouble off the field, Hall of Famer, you have Le'Veon Bell, you have Clyde Edwards-Alaire, you have Sammy Watkins, you have Michael Hardman, you have Demarcus Robinson. I mean, I'm just going down the list here, folks. He's got great weapons. He's got great coaching. And he's got great talent. And those three recipes for a guy who already has a Super Bowl, already has a Super Bowl MVP at age 24, what can't he do? Nothing. That's why I'm going to leave the pause. Like, there's nothing he can't do. He's that good. Um, So while I'll always love Drew, and Drew will always be my favorite quarterback, Mahomes should have a better career. Like, at this trajectory, I'm willing to say this about Mahomes. He is so damn talented that if he's healthy and a lot of the things that, like the way they are right now in terms of management and coaching and roster construction, if a lot of those stay the same, why can't he be the greatest of all time? That's how good this kid is. So I'm, I'm impressed. Got no problem with it. Do you see the Saints winning one of their last two games with Drew Brees limited and all the other injuries? Yeah, I mean, I think they'll win at least one of the last two. They have the Vikings and the Panthers. Panthers are kind of reeling off here. So I, I'd like to think they'll beat the Panthers. The Vikings one's the one that I want. I'm going to be honest with you. I care way more about that Vikings game than that Panthers game. And the reason I care more about that Vikings game is that Vikings game is against a team that could make the playoffs. So I think it's time that the Saints beat up on a team that is not, I don't want to say mediocre because the Vikings kind of are mediocre, but a team that's not a bottom feeder. Beat up on them. 
beat up on the Vikings. And I know they're going to be injured, so I, I guarantee that's going to be a close game. And Mike Zimmer coaches extremely well against Sean Payton. And frankly, guys, I don't feel comfortable about the Vikings-Saints game at all. Um, I'm not picking that game till later this week. I'm not going to feel comfortable with my pick regardless of who I choose. I'll never feel comfortable about Saints-Vikings about Saints Vikings games. That's just the nature of it. But um, I do think the Saints will win at least one of their last two games. If the Saints lose their last two games, we're in trouble, guys, because the Saints are going to be playing on the road wildcard weekend. So the Saints better get their act together. And if they don't, they're going to be the three seed. Like that's, that's the reality. If the Saints don't get the act together, they're going to be the three seed. So they better win one or two of those last games. Um, what do you think happened to all the Taysom Gadget plays too risky with Jameis down? Yep, I think that's it, guys. I think it's that simple. I wouldn't read into it. Jameis Winston was on the COVID list because he was a close contact with someone who had it. Uh, as a result, couldn't play Taysom Hill as much. It happens. It's unfortunate, but it is what it is. Um, I still don't trust his defense on third downs. They always find a way to mess it up. I think we have to face the fact that they were playing Mahomes. Like, I, I think that matters more than anything else. If they were playing any other quarterback today, I think the defense on the box score, it would have had a better performance. Any other quarterback. They played Mahomes, and Mahomes was great, and it happens. So I'm personally, I think that I'm okay with his defense. I'm not worried about the third downs either. I'm, I'm not. I really am not. Do you agree this game felt like a Super Bowl had everything without the halftime show, but do you agree round two is in February? Uh, yikes. I will put it this way. I think the Chiefs will be there in February. I have no clue if the Saints are going to be there in February. And I'm not trying to get anyone pissed. I'm not being anti-Saints. I'm just being a realist here. The Chiefs will be in the Super Bowl. Who will meet them? I have no fucking idea because I have no clue who's coming out of the NFC because the NFC is so tough to predict. But the Chiefs will be there. So you will see Mahomes again on the on the big stage because he will be in the Super Bowl again. I don't know who's going to get there from the, from the NFC. If it's the Saints and they're healthy, I like their chances in a rematch. I do. But if they're healthy. So, and I'll talk about that in just a second before I close this show. But I'm not 100% sure we're going to get a Super Bowl rematch. How do you feel about this game as a whole? I mean, I'm not mad. I mean... It, it's embarrassing that they were that bad offensively, but I'm not mad. You play horrible on one side of the ball. You lose by three. Your defense played well against Patrick Mahomes. I think you take a lot of takeaways and say, all right, there's things we can work with. Defense has to keep playing at this level, though, and if they do, they'll be fine. But the offense also has to pick it up. Like, you can't be that bad and expect to win games. Saints punted, I believe, let me get out the numbers, eight times. <laughs> That's eight times too many. So they, they need to be better. Uh, last question here before I wrap it up. Uh, actually, I'll do two more questions. I'll do this one. Do you think Drew looked good? No. <laughs> I don't know how many times I have to say it. Like, I think people, because you guys know I love Breeze, would be like, ah, let's just see if we can push the envelope here. I don't think Drew looked good. I thought Drew was, uh, let's put it this way. I thought his timing was off. I thought he was hesitant. I, I don't think he was ready for a game yet, at least in the first half, it didn't look like that. Um, but Drew still did some good things, like navigating traffic on the Latavius Murray touchdown, that kind of two-minute drill with four minutes left when he got the ball to little Jordan Humphrey on the touchdown. Drew had some moments. That deep shot to Manuel Sanders was impressive. Uh, but no, he didn't look good. If I had a grade, Drew, I'd say it was a C-. And I'm grading him on a curve because he's hurt. But it was a C- slash D-plus performance. He, he wasn't good. Are the Saints the third seed now or still second? So I'll end it on that. The Saints are still the second seed as of today. If they win the final two games and the Packers lose um, to the Bears and the Seahawks, Saints, and Packers are tied at 12-4, and four. the Saints will be the one seed, which is crazy. I don't think that's going to happen, guys, so let me just get that pipe dream out. Sorry for even giving you hope. 
Um, but yes, the Saints are the two seed as of now, but they got to keep winning, obviously, because the two seed is a big advantage over having uh, the three seed where you'll probably play Buccaneers team that looks decent. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying the Saints wouldn't beat the Bucs again. I'm just saying if you're the Saints, you'd rather play the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals are super vulnerable. I think that would be the, the prime spot on wildcard weekend if you're the New Orleans Saints. That, that's at least for me. Now, before I wrap it up, guys, I want to talk about the Saints team because I see a lot of people panicking on Twitter. I see people saying, what is this team? Are they choking again in the first round? What's the deal here? It's not that simple to answer. Like, there's no answer that I can give you that will, one, make you feel better, make you sleep at night, and be like, all right, I trust this team because I'll never trust the Saints. And I know it sounds crazy. I'm never going to trust this team. And that's okay because if you don't have Patrick Mahomes on your team, you probably don't trust your team. Like, tell me what fan base right now outside of the Chiefs trusts their team to win the Super Bowl. Probably none. So here's my take on the Saints. And I tweeted it out, and I want to reiterate it on the podcast. The Saints right now don't have Mike. They don't have Deontay. They don't have Callaway. Pete got injured. Hendrickson got injured. Marcus Williams got injured. Traquan Smith got injured. Injuries are going to decide where this team goes. Put all the playoff ghosts to the past. Put all the the, the bad refereeing to the side. Is this team healthy? If this team is healthy, they're just as much of a threat as any team in the NFC to make the Super Bowl. If they're not, I think we're looking at Heartbreak City for a fourth straight year. But if they're healthy and Mike's back and Deontay's back and Marcus is back and Hendrickson's back, let's go. There's no excuse. This team is that good. It's so easy to judge a team on its worst days because that's when all the hot takes come out. And on the flip side, it's so easy to judge a team on their best day. What you need to find is that balance of what is this team when they're healthy, and we have no answer for that because we haven't seen this team even close to 100%. And I'm not asking for 100%. I'm asking for the Saints to get back Michael Thomas, Deontay Harris, Trey Hendrickson, and Marcus Williams. That's who I'm asking to play in the playoffs. Do they have those four come from these recent injuries? Are they good to go? Is Drew 85 to 90% healthy? Is that the case? Then yeah, this team can absolutely win a Super Bowl. I'm not going to change my opinion on the Saints Because they lost to the Kansas City Chiefs. When you saw the schedule come out in April, you circled this one and you said loss. You probably did. And if you didn't, I commend you. I I really applaud that optimism. But if you saw this on the schedule, you said loss. And now if the Saints can take care of business the next two games, and it's very possible they can, and they beat the Vikings and the Panthers, they're going to finish the season 12-4. I don't want to hear any bitching about a team finishing 12-4 that they didn't do their job. If you win 11 games, 13 games, 13 games, 12 games in a four-year four span, I don't want to hear any complaining that they didn't do their job. You can complain in the postseason. That's a different story. But I don't want to hear that they didn't do their job. You go 12-4, and four, all right, yeah, the ball didn't bounce your way some games, and that's kind of what happened. The Eagles game, they came out slow. The Packers game, they came out slow. Today, they came out slow on offense, and it absolutely happens. But I'm not going to change my opinion. This is a health thing. If the Saints team is healthy and Drew is in rhythm and they get to the two or the three seed, I like this team's chances. If the Saints play the Cardinals on wild card weekend, and I'm going to say it now and you guys can clip it, I don't care. Put me on freezing cold takes if I'm wrong, that's fine. If the Saints play the Cardinals on wild card weekend and the Saints are relatively healthy, the Saints are going to beat the Cardinals by a decent margin. That's how I feel about the Saints team. And I'm not, I'm not saying that the Saints are going to win a Super Bowl because I'd be naive to say that because they, they, please... This team will find a way to lose in heartbreaking fashion. If they can, they'll find a way to do it. But I'm telling you, this team is too talented and too deep and too good defensively. And I can't believe I'm saying defensively, not offensively. If they play the Cardinals, to lose that game. I'm telling you. I'm absolutely telling you. So my opinion hasn't changed. This is a team that, if they're healthy, can win a Super Bowl. But yeah, it's not looking good because you lose back-to-back games. 
But we'll see what happens Friday. They could turn it around. I hope they do. If not, we'll revisit this discussion. But my opinion will not change because if the Saints were healthy and lost this game, I'd say okay. But they were not healthy and their offense looked like crap. And they ended up um, just, I guess, I don't want to use that. It's a, Because, again, I'm not a moral victory guy. But when you lose by three and you played your worst game against the best team in the league, and you live with it. You absolutely live with it. So we'll see what happens. My opinion hasn't changed on this team. I hope it hasn't changed for you guys. You guys should keep the faith. We'll see what happens Friday when the Saints play the Vikings. But I appreciate you guys listening to this edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast. If you guys haven't already, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Stay on the lookout for content on YouTube. I'll probably put a video or two up later this week to talk about the Saints' loss and then talk about the upcoming game against the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy the holiday season. You guys are happy, healthy, and doing well. But that's going to do it for this podcast. I'll speak to you guys later this week. Hopefully, hopefully, next time around when we do a recap, it'll be a victory recap.